Hello, and welcome to Episode 8 of Coffee with Jesus, God, Our Deliverer. In this episode, we are extremely fortunate to have a very special guest. Paul Calcote is a husband, young adult pastor, and fellow podcaster from Houston, Texas. He loves God, he loves life, and he loves helping others find and develop their God-given gifts to help other people. In this episode, Paul is going to share with us how God delivered him from the bounds of depression. Paul, thank you very much for joining us. Would you please start by sharing a little bit about yourself? Yeah, first of all, Todd, thank you so much for having me here on Coffee with Jesus. (laughs) Uh, I love coffee and I really love Jesus. Uh, As you said, I'm Paul. I've been preaching since um, age eight. I'm a pastor's kid. And my dad had a small church, so he gave me those opportunities to speak. And then it gradually grew into actual um, preaching. Born in Mississippi, took a pit stop in New Orleans to go to seminary, my Master's of Divinity. And now I reside in Houston. And so besides being a young adult pastor and podcaster, I'm a husband. been married for a little over two years. So we say that we're still newlyweds. And I also have a podcast that we do together called Real People, Real Talk. And my goal there is really just to help people to thrive. Um, to move from surviving to thriving um, spiritually, relationally, emotionally, physically, and financially. So that's, uh, that's who I am and where I am in a nutshell. Well, thank you again for coming on, Paul. The main goal of Coffee with Jesus is to provide comfort and just to be uplifting and encouraging to other people. So with that being said, floor is yours. Please share what God's placed in your heart. Oh, man, Todd, I just want to share how God really helped me as it relates to my bouts with um, depression, um, for those that don't know me, which is probably all of you guys, but I'm an extrovert. I'm a Christian minister. I'm a jokester. Um, I love to smile. I love to laugh. I'm a people person, but uh, I dealt with depression. I remember doing a research paper on depression while I was in seminary, and one of the quotes that stuck out was, um, depression is the common code of life. In other words, we all may experience it just at different times and at different levels, um, in our lives. And I just want to encourage you to say that depression doesn't discriminate. You can't look at a person and say, ah, oh, they surely, because they're so happy, they would never um, deal with depression. But I dealt with one in 2011, and it was a few triggers um, that brought along that depression. Um, it was some friends that, I, for some reason, we broke up. It was you know, some guys and some girls that, you know, we had a close to the friendship. And for some reason, it just didn't didn't really make it. And then on a romantic level, broke up with my girlfriend at the time and I really didn't date that, date that much in high school so this was my first breakup and I was like oh rejection hurts but then on top of all of those things the real thing that kind of triggered depression was the fact that I didn't graduate quote-unquote on time I'm a graduated high school in 2007 which means I should have graduated college quote-unquote should have um in 2011 and that was that really put me put me down put me in a funk I actually remember going to the graduation and I walked out literally in tears because like man that should have been me and so with that depression came a lot of shame because, um, you know, there's, you know, there's a stigma in the church as it relates to mental health. There's a stigma in, um, in our country as it relates to mental health, a lot of misconceptions and misunderstandings. So I kind of isolated myself and, you know, kind of ran to food because it's Christian, you know, you know run to, to alcohol or, or these other things. But I ran to food. But food is just as addictive as drugs and alcohol. And the irony there. Uh, Todd is the fact that I was leading this ministry as a college student called Lighthouse Ministries. So I was leading Lighthouse, but I was suffering in darkness. Uh, but the Lord 
He gave me the courage and the wisdom to open up to a Christian counselor. And I just want to say to the listener, getting help doesn't mean that you're weak. It means that you're strong, that you're strong enough and bold enough to get the help that you need and the help that you actually deserve. I mean, Absolutely. I'm not a parent. Yes, Todd. Like, uh, I'm not a parent, but I'm the cool uncle. But what father gets upset when his daughter comes to him and say, Dad, I have a headache? In the same way, God isn't upset with you when you come to him and say, Dad, I have a headache or a brain ache or a heartache, whatever terminology that you want to use. And so having issues tied like mentally and emotionally doesn't mean that a person is weak. It simply means that they are human. And I love using this um, analogy. Like if I have a headache, I believe in the power of prayer. The first thing I'm going to do is pray about it. If the headache continues, I'm going to pray again, but I'm going to go get some Advil. Now, if that headache continues after that, I'm going to get professional help. And I say that to say this, the same way that God has blessed us with with doctors and surgeons and nurses for our physical illness, he also blesses us with psychiatrists, with, with counselors, with, with therapists to help us with our mental and emotional um, ailments. So um, picking, up, picking back up at the store, I went to Christian counseling and really there, it's not where you go to counsel and say, hey, fix me. It's really a partnership. Like they do some things and you got to do some things as well. It's kind of like a partnership. And so we talked, made some connections as I would be, I would come in and scatter brain thinking about this and that, but he would help me to make some connections. The entire process was saturated in prayer. There was a lot of scripture and it really helped me out a lot. And uh, God really helped me to overcome that time in my life. And just, I, I feel like we're partners with God. God, we can't do God's part and God will not do our part. So I think it's uh, one of the things that really helped me is by staying connected to him, um, staying connected to prayer stand um, rooted in God's word because um, you won't see the word depression in the Bible but if you do some deductive reasoning there were some people that were candidates for depression I mean, uh, Job the man literally lost everything in a span of a day um, e Elijah the, the world power at that time um, the lady the queen told him um, in some of the words she was going to kill him and so that brought along <laughs> a depression um, in, in my humble theological opinion. And I'm really intentional on having like a self-care plan. Which is just, I know a lot of times when people see that word self-care, they think it's selfish, but it's not selfish just because the word self is in there. But I have an, it's really just an intentional plan um, to take care of my emotional and mental health. Like the greatest commandments, God said you would love God. Then he said you would love your neighbor as you love yourself. A lot of times we skip over that part where it says, um, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so I think that is a scriptural foundation for self-love, for self-care in the proper way. I'm not saying we need to be selfish and get the big here, but in the proper way. And so what that looks like for me, I, I try to get my sleep. I'm getting better at this. Um, I feel like sleep and rest is a form of trust. I would get to a certain time at night. I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, I did the best that I could with this day. I'm going to sleep. Um, I get my steps. My wife bought me a Fitbit for my for my birthday and get some sunlight. So that helps keep me in a great place mentally and emotionally. Um, try to do this thing called intentional check-ins. I do this with my wife. And I do this with the young adults that I minister to. Ask them how they're doing. Then once they give me the Christianese church answer, I say, no, how you doing for real? And then I yeah. get even, <laughs> right, because we, we're so quick in, in the church culture, but also in the Southern culture, they said hospitality. Oh, I'm good and you. But a lot of times we're not good, and sometimes we need to slow down and ask the person how they're really doing. And I go even deeper uh, with my wife. We, 
I asked her, like, how you doing spiritually? You know, her time in the work, her time in prayer. And she asked me the same thing. Um, I asked her, um, you know, is she getting her water? She's not a, the biggest fan of water. And then she turned it back on me and said, hey, are you getting sleep? Because, you know, I sometimes be uh, working late. And how you doing emotionally? Are you stressed out at work? What you teaching and stuff like that? Then what, you know, I feel like, like this self-care plan, like God, I give God all the glory. He has given me this plan that really helps me as I'm on the other side of this um, depression. I do this thing called Vent Joy. I heard, I think it was on Instagram, it was like, um, instead of venting and complaining about the things in our lives, what if we vented about our joys? And so I try to do this on a weekly basis with my wife. Like, what are some things that brought you joy this week? And when I do that, it's an immediate mood changer. It's an immediate mood booster. And I have, that's like a few more points of the self-care routine. But before I share that, like, I'm curious to know, Ty, I know it kind of puts you on the spot with vent joy, but would you mind telling us um, what are some things that brought you joy this week? Yeah, sure. Well, first, I think the biggest thing that brought me joy was I started a vacation yesterday for the first time this year. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the whole Thanksgiving week off, and I just, I, and it took like a few hours. Like yesterday, I put in a half a day, and it still took a few hours before I realized, wait a minute. I'm on vacation now. And that was just like a burden that was lifted because I had been working so hard for the whole year and I haven't taken mm. any time off. And now I finally taking time off and just that break and knowing I had that break brought me a tremendous amount of joy. I know it's traditional on Thanksgiving to list off, you know, something you're thankful for every day. I've told people that I'm thankful for God's patience. You know, I mm. joke if God had a last ever loving nerve, I'd be on it. But I'm also <laughs> thankful for, for rest. I think rest mm-hmm. is very important, and I and finally I have now a whole week where I can just where I can where I can do that where I can rest. That is so awesome, and I know as a podcast that this is uh, you you hear the audio but don't see the visual, but um, you saw like his demeanor changed. Like he was already happy, but just talking about those things, you saw the joy uh, on his face. As the Bible says, "The joy of the Lord is our strength." And so, uh, just gonna wrap up this this question. I'm intentional with my fun. Like me and my wife would like to travel. That looks different now. Um, eat different things. I'm living in Houston. There's a lot of different restaurants we're trying to check off our list. And I got to find a new hobby. It was basketball, but it was social distancing. Can't really play that. And then really leaning into my relationships, my support system, my community, whether it's FaceTime or Zoom or social media. And lastly, I want to say that I also experienced depression three years later um, in 2014 when I moved from Mississippi to New Orleans. It just was a lot of triggers, just a lot of change. And I had to find a new church, a new city, a new state. Um, my bills doubled and my income uh, was cut in half. So just a lot going on. So my testimony isn't, you know, my testimony of God bringing me over. It's not, hey, God helped me past tense, but it's present tense that God is helping me. And Psalms 46 and 1 says that God is a very present help in a time of need, in a time of trouble. So wherever you are in life, like God is right there. And Last scripture is Psalms 136 and 23. It said, it is he who remembered us in our lowest state for his steadfast love endures forever. So whether your lowest state is depression or maybe even suicidal thoughts or any other mental or emotional feelings that's not right, God is right there. He will remember you in your lowest state. And so in this season, now I'm really leaning, leaning on and resting on the fact that God is faithful, that God is sovereign, that God's arm is long enough to, to, to reach you and his hand is big enough to keep you. And so, yeah, I dealt with uh, probably, I would say this probably was a mild depression back in 2011. And man, to God be the glory, God has brought me out and is still continuing to bring me out. So God is faithful, man. I'm just so grateful for God. 
Amen. And I, and I love how you use that analogy with having a headache and taking some aspirin. I know there's a lot of stigma, especially inside Christian circles, about getting help for mental health. And I think it's very important. Uh, I shared in an earlier episode how I struggled with PTSD not once, but twice. Mm. And both times I had to go get help. The first time I got help from a Christian counselor. Um, and the second time I was in the middle of Afghanistan and I went and talked to a psychologist. Mm. And, and those two individuals helped me. And yeah, God brought me through it as well. But it was very important for me to reach out and get that help you know, from those professionals. And I think there's, that's necessary. I also like how you touched on the community. A Christian community is very important. We're, no man is an island. And you're looking at the world's biggest introvert. And I, even I realize, you know, it's important to reach out to your brothers and sisters in Christ when you need help. Um, it can be something small. Maybe you need to ride somewhere or it can be something big. Maybe you need somebody to talk to. Maybe you're a little bit hesitant about going to a counselor first, but you still want to just to get something off your chest and you want to unload or vent. Right. It's very important to reach out to your brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and there's actually, like I said, and like you said, there's nothing wrong with going and seeking a professional either. Exactly. I think it's really important to have people that we can vent to. In my case, I feel like I'm blessed and privileged that there's a Christian counselor that works at my church. So I get a chance to go him, go to him. But that helps me out in my indirectly with my relationship with my wife, where I don't have to like just dump everything on her. Like there are some things that I, you know, I, I share with her, of course, to build that, that bond. But I don't share with her everything. because I, I just don't want her to carry all this stuff that I'm carrying. So a lot of these things I drop off uh, with the Lord and then I drop off with counseling. So you are exactly right. It's, you know, God puts people in our lives um, to, to help us out. You're right. No man is an island. We, we need people. We need each other. We are designed to live in the community. I mean, God is in the community with himself, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So yes, community is very important. So please lean into your relationships. Thank you so much um, for having me on, just kind of share my story and to point others to God, because God is the one that's helped me to overcome this. So God is faithful and God is sovereign. Amen. Paul, thank you again for taking time out of your schedule to join us and share a very uplifting and powerful message. On a personal note, thank you for helping me break that so-called seven-episode curse when it comes to podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, this will be the last episode for the year 2020. I'm going to be taking December off, but I will be back with more uplifting stories and uplifting podcasts in January. I hope you all have a great, safe, and wonderful holiday season.